Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip hop Jones got the music blasting. Better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. Oh, yeah. All right, got a little special. Special for you here. Straight coverage of the Clash of the Champions React from Boston. Well, I'm not in Boston. I'm in New York, but they were in Boston. Welcome, everyone, to the Taz Show. Thank you very much for downloading this episode on iTunes or Spotify or TuneIn or the Radio.com app, TazShow.com. Wherever you pull in my show, you know. I appreciate it. So thank you, everybody. Much love, much love, as they say in the uh, beautiful country of Jamaica. Much love, man. Yes, exactly. I did a little little Rasta Jones along with some Matt Hardy. Wonderful. I digress. So, uh, all right, so that's a deal on that. So uh, thank you again, like I said. So we're going to go over this here a little bit here, over the uh, Clash. WWE Clash was trending, hashtag WWE Clash. I watched the whole show, so uh, and I spent a little time on the Twitter machine with some of you folks while I was watching it, so that's always fun. So um, first, a little bit of uh, stuff to get out of the way. Uh, sorry, there was no announcement uh, this weekend, like I thought there'd be, about my future with uh, CBS or Intercom for 2018. The future of the Taz show. What's going to happen with it? What's going to happen with Taz? Uh, early this week, the news will break. Um, I can't say any more than that. So just pay attention to something. Uh, we'll let you know from one of the social media accounts of the Taz show or my personal account, something. Or maybe there'll be a special podcast that announces it. Maybe there'll be a live show that announces it. I'm still trying to get the word from the big bosses. Uh, above Mr. Pimento. How's that? Above him. No, above Pimento. Yes, so that's crazy. It's crazy there's actually someone above the Pimento, but there actually is. So, yeah, so that news will break. Oh, by the way, some folks were asking me, um, hey, Taz, uh, I got some messages for some folks a while ago recently. Uh, have you uh, had any communication or chatter or ever hear from your former producer, the last producer of the Taz Show, Dennis? Uh, no, that's a no and no, no nothing. I don't expect to speak to him basically ever again until he sees me at uh, CBS Sports Radio. If I'm working there at the network or at WFAN doing anything, I guess then maybe we'll chat. But no, I have not heard from him uh, at all um, since the last time I told you guys I heard from him. That's even before the 500 show. So, no, I have not. Um, I guess that's just the way things go sometimes. You know, <laughs> it's uh, it's crazy, but, you know, who knows? 
it is what it is. So uh, I got to get into uh, into talking here. What else? Is there anything else I got to handle before I talk about uh, Clash of the Champions? I'm trying to remember. Uh, I don't think so. So I guess I could get rolling. But first, I need to take care of a little business. You guys know how it goes. Basically, the support for the Taz Show comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quick Alone. See? They understand that the home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And as you guys know, it's very simple. You guys know the drill. It's extremely simple. No matter if it's your first home, your second, your third, your tenth, it don't matter. Rocket Mortgage gives you a great transparent online process that gives you the confidence you need to make an informed informed decision. Easy for me to say. So, like I said, it's simple. Very simple. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, and mortgage confidently. So to get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. That's rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. So, the Clash of the Champions. Uh, I predicted that Bobby Roode would be the new United States champion. Well, I was wrong. We crowned a new United States champion, and that champion is Dolph Ziggler, which I have to say, I am very surprised at. I'm happy for Dolph, a, a guy who's been there as long as he's been and as, as, as excellent as a wrestler and performer he is. I'm happy for him. I'm just surprised. I thought they would move on and give it to the glorious one, Bobby Roode. Uh, and, you know, when I dropped the podcast on, I think it was Friday, uh, about, uh, you know, like a kind of a preview for Clash and all this stuff, I did not, um, I, I had no problem with them keeping the U.S. title on uh, you know, Baron Corbin, you guys know, I love Baron Corbin and, and like, seriously, I had no problem with him keeping it really, but I just thought that it would be time for rude to get it. Um, it didn't happen. They, they, put, they put it on Ziggler, which I really am surprised. I, you know, I guess the whole gimmick with him and, uh, with no entrance music and that whole turn, uh, turnover of him, not wanting him being bitter and angry towards other performers this is all in character. I guess the Vincent company love it. So um, you know what? Hey, good for him. I I don't. It's not a knock on the guy. I just I wouldn't have put it on him right now. I'd either keep it on Corbin or put it on Rude. Um, that's what I would have done. But who knows? Maybe they're gonna do a quick turnaround with it. Maybe uh, maybe they do a three way on Tuesday. Uh, maybe uh, Corbin gets it back in a singles match. Who knows? I mean, rematch clause uh, Jones. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, I was surprised. I have to be frank. I was uh, <coughs> taken aback, as we say. Uh, during this match, I can't remember who was covering who, um, and I didn't see the actual deal. My head popped up when um, I heard the words. Tom Phillips, it was. I heard the words, shoots the half. And, you know, I, I, I hear that, and I giggle. I'm not quite sure that everyone who hears shoots the half knows what that means. And I think that the WWE should do a better job of that. The announced talent, uh, they should be told or know or someone should tell them. 
Michael Cole, someone, Vince, Triple H, Steph, somebody explain what that means because believe it or not um sorry i need some water believe it or not some folks don't know what that means you can't assume that people know what that means not everyone knows what that means and for those that don't know it's okay don't be embarrassed that you don't know i'm going to tell you what it means even though the announcers should have shoots the half is this uh throwaway term that that you hear in a business a lot it started in collegiate or folk style high school wrestling uh it's a it's you're going for a half nelson a guy a guy or girl is down on their belly and the quickest way to turn them to their back is with a half nelson now uh half nelson's you slide your hand through close to the mat uh with your backhand uh up towards the ceiling and your palm down on the back of the person's neck if you Google half Nelson, you'll see what I mean. Shooting the half Nelson, I'm sure there's images or video on uh, Google for that. So I believe in, and I don't mean to say this disrespectful. I'm just going to say it. I, I believe in dummying down moves when you're on commentary. And I've done it. You don't always have to do it, you know, because your hardcore audience is going to kind of get like, okay, dude, we know what it means. Okay, but you have to assume there's newer people out of fans, maybe some fans that never were athletes or don't know much about amateur, you know, or Olympic wrestling. <clears throat> so when they hear this half shooting a half, they don't know what it means. So like Michael Cole say it a lot, Phillips, you know, like they'll say it. And it's just to sound like they know what they're talking about. <laughs> you got to explain that. I know Tom Phillips knows what AF Nelson is. I know Michael Cole knows what it is. I just think either the color commentator, someone, tell me why they are, in quotations, shooting the half. Tell me it's the quickest way to get their opponent for a cover to win the match onto their back. Because that's what shooting the half Nelson does. When you shoot the half, sounds cool. When the play-by-play guy says, oh, shoot the half, one, two, oh, kick out. Shoot the half, oh, one, two, stop, please. Can we evolve in the wrestling industry, WWE? You are the hood ornament of the industry. Let's change some stuff. I was sitting watching some of it and thinking to myself, nothing's really evolved. Production elements. The timing of the ring announcer when the talent comes down. How things look. Uh, what the talent does in the ring. Some of the spots I think need to be reinvented a little bit. Some things. That's why some folks will like, you know, they'll they might not like some things they'll see on independent wrestling or like Ring of Honor or even New Japan, but you know, like some of the stuff like the Young Bucks do or something like that. I love all that stuff. I don't watch enough of it. I'm guilty of that. Because they're being innovative, they're being creative, they're being different. And and I think you have a roster full of talent, men and women in WWE, that have the ability to and the desire to do these things. But guess what? They're scared, including the announcers. They're all paint-by-numbers. They're worried about getting heat with the office. I live this. It sucks. And you got to talk up if you have... Uh, a couple of years on your belt in WWE and you're hearing this, don't be afraid behind the scenes 
to say something in a respectful manner to Vince or to Triple H or something like that. Or if you're an announcer, maybe to Kevin Dunn, you know, or to Michael Coles in charge of the announcers. But get innovative. I'm hearing some of the same stuff I've heard myself say or JR say or Jerry Lawler say. Or, you know, I'm hearing a lot of this or JBL. I'm hearing a lot of the same tones and words and stuff. You know, I joked around forever on my show about Hack Alert and all that. You know, I'm not joking. Like, I'm like... Like, I just think you're the hood ornament of the business. You got to change some stuff around. And it's not the talent's fault. It's not the announced talent's fault. It's not the wrestler's fault. It starts at the top. And the bosses need to think that way. I understand Vince McMahon is not a young guy, but he's also not a relic. And he's also far from stupid. And for a man his age, he's actually has a has a younger brain style and creativity than most men his age. But I do think they get complacent production-wise, uh, writing-wise, the way the refs are moving around. There's a lot of little intricate things that just drive me crazy. It's not that I'm bitching or bitter because I'm not. Trust me. I'm glad I'm not there. I'm happy what I do. And quite frankly... Come 2018, I'm going to be even happier. Let's put it that way. So <laughs> I have no complaints. I've been happy as a pig in shit for the past, you know, three years doing what I do. You guys know that. But I want to see the business um, evolve a little bit. And what guys like, you know, that's why you see a guy like Cody Rhodes, you know, get involved with Ring of Honor and 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 uh, kind of reinvent himself. You know, he's smart. You know, because you don't want to get stale. You don't want to get complacent. It's a big world out there in wrestling. So many great independent wrestling companies. Some have some TV. Some have web shows. Some have whatever. Find them. If you want something different, enjoy it, man. Enjoy the creativity of it. Wrestling's an art. Pro wrestling is an art. You got to be creative, and you can't be a freaking robot. And some of these guys and girls and the announcers are robots. Shoots the half. It drives me crazy. Explain it then, guys. Explain what it means. Do you guys know what it means? I mean, tell me why he's shooting the half. Well, he doesn't have time. It's a quick match. Well, BS. I've done this a lot for years. You have time to explain it. I don't know. It just that stuff. It's a little thing. You guys know me that listen to me enough for the longest time. No, I get stuck on a nuance and it drives me nuts because I'm passionate about it. It's not me being negative Nelson or negative Nelly. If I was a female, I'm just telling you people that it just needs to evolve. Things need to change a little bit. Do it a little different. Do something different. Just a whole overview. Well, what is shoot and a half have to do with things changing everything <laughs> it's that's just one little teeny bit of it everything the whole production everything is just it's the same as it was when i was there and i was there years ago change it well if it's not broke don't fix it oh my ass if it's not broke and you have money power and you're way ahead of everybody else and you have a massive universe fan base then take a shot and do something different your fans aren't going to leave you. They're not leaving the WWE. They're not. They're going to be loyal. They're going to stay with you. Man, oh, man. Change it up. Tell me what shoot the half means. <sighs> Sorry. 
So anyway, Rude Ziggler Corbin, US title match. These guys, uh, I enjoyed it very much. I thought it was really good. The finish, um, it was, it was, I think I might have even said that they should start the show with this. I don't even remember what I said the other day when I uh, dropped the podcast, but I enjoyed this and that it was first. I did not see the pre-show, by the way, truth be told. So I was watching the Steelers get swerved by the Patriots and the NFL. Swerve City in the Steel City, good lordy B. But I digress. Um, so I didn't see the pre-show. But anyways, this match was excellent. Um, the finish was really caught me by surprise and was very creative and very well done athletically. Where big man Corbin goes to Rude to give him the many false finishes, by the way, that were excellent. Where, where Rude looks like Rude was going to win, but it didn't happen. But uh, end of day's attempt by Corbin on Bobby Roode. And out of nowhere, here comes Ziggler with the zigzag and bing, bing, bing. We get a new champion, new U.S. champion Ziggler. It was cool. It was cool stuff. No complaints. I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was an excellent match. Then we went, you know, I don't know let me go in like the order gimmick, but I want to say, then we went into this. I, I will go in order for, for right here for now. I might change around a little bit. Who knows? But New Day, Rusev, English, and Usos tag team titles. Okay, so Usos keep the title. I, I'm happy with that. I'm cool with that. At, at one point in the match, I got to tell you, they had me worked. I thought there was a chance that English was going to win the title. They did some build-up to a false finish. I don't remember the exact moves, but it was very entertaining, and they had me hooked. They had me. I'm like, oh, Nelly, look what we got here, and it didn't happen, but they had me. It was good. These guys did a good job. All, all six men. I thought uh, it was really well done. I really enjoyed the match. Uh, for the most part, I got to say, I enjoyed the show. I thought there was a lot of good wrestling on this pay-per-view. I should have said that at the top, but I didn't. But I'm happy for Aiden English because there was a good chunk of time where he was like a lost soul in this WWE ocean, you know? And he's he's got this odd pairing with Rusev where they kind of have a pretty cool, unique chemistry, and it's funny with the Opera Jones and Rusev Day. It just works. It's just funny. It's cool. Good heel stuff. They're the type of heels that no matter what you do with them, if you beat them, you're not going to kill these guys. They're good workers. They both can talk. They both are intriguing enough enough characters that you're going to care about them. You know what I mean? So I'm happy for both these guys. But Aiden English did not get anywhere in the push that Rusev did when Rusev and Lana were together you know, a while back. But uh, Aiden English now is getting a push. He's on a pay-per-view. That's a good pay-per-view, and he matters in the show. He's in a tag team title match, a three-way Jones, and, and it was good. I'm happy for the dude. Don't really know the guy, to be honest, but I'll tell you, I was just happy for him. You know, I'm, All guys, I thought all the guys in the match worked hard. I, I enjoyed the match. Um, there was a lot of chatter on the Twitter a little bit uh, towards my Twitter talking about Gable with some of those uh, wicked German suplexes he was nailing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and they were wicked. They were cool. I mean, they, they definitely looked great. Um, you know, they, they did. Uh, his, ex, his technique um, was, was very good. And I understand, by the way, I, I know this man's background. I, I understand uh his history, his legacy as as an amateur wrestler. I know that as as an international wrestler. I'm well aware. Now, um, the, okay, 
so suplexing was. Now, see, I got, I got, I, I don't want to come off like someone tweeted me. I don't remember who, but they were saying something like, "Oh, where to, you know, knock or whatever." The person said, "Like I'm knocking the new generation. I'm not knocking a new generation." Uh, someone said, "Oh, he's the new human suplex machine." I, I don't think he is. Uh, no. So why am I supposed to say, "Yeah, he is"? You know, if there, if I do have a torch, why am I supposed to hand it to him? If I don't think he is, I don't have to hand it to him. <laughs> don't have to do nothing i'm not obligated to put him over any of the newer talent <laughs> but i'll tell you this i dare you to find somebody um in audio video with a history in a, in the wrestling industry that puts over the young guys as much as i've had for as many years as i have and many episodes as i have on a Taz show uh i've put over so many of these young men and women that i feel should be put over I very rarely knock or am negative about people because I respect and I know how hard it is to do what a pro wrestler does in this business and what in the WWE, how difficult it is. I understand the uphill battle that is, battle that is. So therefore, I always, there's that kind of that brotherhood, that you know, respect. So, but I, I'm not, I don't have to um, uh, deem someone the human suplex machine. I don't. You know, the man hit some really intense, I think they were like rolling Germans, he hit a few of them. I mean, a lot of people thought they looked dangerous. I mean, some of them were dangerous. I mean, and 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 that's fine. I mean, I, I can't sit here and knock anyone that does a suplex that looked dangerous because I made a living doing suplexes that looked dangerous. Um, and when someone said I was dangerous with them, I got very insulted, including Vince McMahon. And I let the man know respectfully when I first signed on. So I told that story before. So the thing is, like the human suplex machine and that character that that I had and that I earned to have, and there are many men that helped get me over. You know, from Paul Heyman as the Booker and Joey Styles as the play-by-play, and a plethora of wrestlers in ECW that were willing to take bumps for me um, and sell for me. You know, th- those guys got the character over, and my promo work and the push got it over. But the thing is, the human suplex machine is not was not just a guy who did suplexes. So anybody out there who thinks that's what my character was many years ago, that I was just a guy who suplexed, then you really don't know what I was as a performer. Because that's not what I you know, that's not what how I looked at who I was. I don't think that's who Paul looked at who I was. Uh, there was a lot more depths and layers to what made the human suplex machine Taz, trust me. Uh, suplexing was a key physical uh, element to my character, absolutely. But the physical element of the suplex and the variation of suplexes and where they were placed in a match and uh, the timing of it, the feel of it, the look of it is a huge, humongous, gigantic part of how the throws got over and how the character got over physically. Um, just because someone does a couple of Germans that are cool looking and or a couple of unique suplexes doesn't make them a human suplex machine. I'm just telling you. So, you know, it's not bitter. I'm not bitter at all. I don't give a rat's ass. I hope these guys make billions of dollars. Seriously, I'm happy. They should be happy. I got, there's no bitterness. I just, you know, I, I when I would do a German, I uh, went into it, um, hmm, I don't want to, 
Okay, I don't want to pull the curtain back too much. I'm trying to be respectful of Gable because I do like Gable, and I actually do like his work. I think he's an excellent athlete, and I, I'm not knocking him. Trust me, I'm actually you know, putting him over. Um, but you got to be able to draw money too, and and once they start pushing him better and let him talk more, you know, then give the guy a chance to really draw money. He really hasn't had a gigantic chance to draw money. So he's just trying to get over. He's just getting a chance to get over him and Shelton. So he's just doing his thing, the physical stuff he can control. And I get that, and I respect that, and I understand that. So if I say, well, he's not drawing money, which I you know, I alluded to. I didn't say on Twitter, but it's not an insult. I don't mean that insult. I mean, you, I mean like business-wise, you got to, you know, okay, not that you got to, but like if you're doing suplexes and stuff like that, and that's part of your offense, and... And if you can't draw money doing it, it's not part of a story and you can't, then, okay, most of the times that's not his fault. That's the booking's fault. And they don't believe enough in him yet to give him that push, but they should. Now, the physical part of those Germans he did, uh, I know why they look dangerous and i know why you know a lot of people were cringing on him and i I can respect that because like i said i made a living with that he did something very different than i normally do with a suplex which i don't want to explain but i know why they look dangerous and i know i understand what happened with it um with a couple of them and i would not be surprised if somebody of senior to him spoke to him after the match so I, I'm not comfortable getting into details why. I can assure you I know why. Um, it's a very simple fix of something he's doing. And I'm like I said, I really want to tell you, but I can't just not. I'm the old school. I'm a, I mean, the old school in me, I can't tell you. You know what I mean? So I just, I'm sorry. I can't do it. <laughs> it sucks, right? Like tease Jones over here. But um. But anyway, I wish him nothing but the best. I'm serious. I mean, I wish him nothing but the best. I, I've seen him talk. I've seen him when, when um, him and uh, Jason Jordan were a team in NXT and, and even a little bit, I think it was on SmackDown or Raw, wherever they, they, they came in. I don't remember which brand. but And he's, he's witty. He's a funny guy. He can talk, you know, and, and they just, you know, they've given him a little chance to talk, but it's tough. When you're in a tag team, that's tough in itself. Um Shelton, who I love, you know, he's teaming up with a guy who's a few years older than him. It's a gimmick similar to the gimmick he had with American Alpha and a tag thing. So right there, you're pigeonholing him. And the American Alpha gimmick is Haas and Benjamin. And now you got Benjamin there, you know, and it's got a Steiner feel. And it's got this. You know, I've went over this in the past. So it's tough because there's, there's you're not giving him a, a plethora of originality there, you know. So, um. He's damn sure athletic enough and tough enough and able enough, pun intended. Gable's able. But, um, you know, I, I think he needs, you know, the team itself, I mean, they're dressing the same. And one guy's wearing trunks. One guy's wearing a singlet. It looks cool. It's the same colors. That's cool. Um, they Something needs to happen with, with Gable and Benjamin. Something needs to happen, like... Not not them breaking apart. They need to do something as a unit to get make some noise. You know, something, you know, just just throwing them in a match for the tag team titles and doing some little stories here and there is not enough. You got to do something with these guys. I mean, you know, so 
You got enough TV time, Lord knows, to get to give to, to spread the wealth a little bit. You know, you do. Um, I, you know, honestly, I would have rather seen a. Uh, I don't know, maybe. Um, and if this, maybe this, I don't think this happened because I didn't see it, but maybe it did. I didn't. A couple of the backstage stuff, I walked away. So I pardon me if I'm wrong on this, but I would have rather seen like a little bit of a lengthy backstage thing with Shelton and maybe um, Gable to develop their characters a little bit more, as opposed to seeing the Bludgeon Brothers, uh, Bludgeon Brothers squash uh, Brazango. You know, um, they're going to push the, the 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 big boys, the brother, Bludgeon Brothers. You know that. Uh, I just don't think that needs to be on a pay per view. I just I just don't. Um, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think some of that stuff they got to work on. But you know, to WWE's credit, they're just trying to get guys on the show to get guys over and you know push them and stuff. I understand why and what they're doing. You know, I just think that um, uh, you got to choose wisely and you got to you know sometimes in the business, there's like an old expression, uh, some must die for others to live. You know, it happens. That's just part of the game. You know, it really is. It's just part of the game. Uh, I'm going to go to break here in a second. Um, uh, then I guess on the other side, you know, that's what I'll do. I'll go to break. The other side of break, I'll get into talking about, obviously, the main event. No particular order. Uh, Charlotte, Natalia, uh, Kevin Owens, Sammy against Randy Orton and Knock. I'll get into that a little bit. Uh, chat that up a, a little bit here and there. Um, but I want to say this, guys. Uh, you knew the risk of driving drunk. There could be a crash. People could get hurt or killed. You could get arrested. You could incur huge legal expenses and possibly even lose your job. You knew the consequences of driving drunk, and you were wrong when you said it was no big deal. Too drunk to drive, well, that means too drunk for complicated apps. So Safer Ride is the simplest possible way to get home safe, and it only has three self-explanatory buttons on the home screen. You can call a friend, locate, and call a cab company, or bring up a map of your current location. Help NHTSA end drunk driving by doing your part, and use NHTSA Safer Ride app to get home safer. Especially during this holidays, holiday season, guys. That's very important. So, All right, well, there you have it. Taz Show, break time. Be right back. Sit tight. All right, guys, we're back here on the Taz Show, talking some Clash of the Champions <laughs> from Boston, Mass. Got it to the front end of the car there uh, in the first uh, first half of this podcast. I'll get into the rest here in a second. First, I'll let you guys know the support for the Taz Show comes directly, directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. See, they, they understand that the home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. And Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And like I said before, guys, it don't matter whether you're looking to buy your first home, your 10th, your 20th, your 30th. Rocket Mortgage gives you a transparent online process that gives you the confidence that you need to make an informed decision for you and your family. And that is vital, as you guys know. So Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently, and to get started, 
Go to rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. That's rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. Equal housing lending, licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org. Number 3030. So, like I said, I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed the pay-per-view. I enjoyed uh, Flash Gimmick Jones. I thought it was cool. Um, I mean, I gave you the front end of some of the things I thought they could have done a little bit different here and there, but not, not a lot of stuff. Some of the announcing stuff will stick with me, as you guys know at times. And I get a little uh, nonstop Jones on it. We saw uh, Charlotte versus uh, Natalia in a Lumberjack match, which, you know, I, it needs to be Lumberjill. Many people would tweet me that, and um, and I agree. It should be Lumberjill. I, you know, it's just, I don't know. I don't know the reasons. I, I, I think a while back, Triple H was on, like, some conference call. And I think when Mike Johnson from uh, Pro Wrestling, from PW Insider was on, he um, he talked, he was on that conference call. And I can't remember what the heck Triple H said about it, but I think that was a while ago. And they said, no, nah, it's Lumberjill. Uh, Lumberjack. I'm sorry to say. I'm stuck on Lumberjill. But anyway, um, it was a good match. You know, they, they, I'm not a, usually a big fan of the Lumberjack stuff. I'm um, just not. I mean, you know, the Riot Squad, uh, uh, I, I love them. I do. I just don't think they should have been involved. I just think they need to stand, you know, stand alone. I just, they're starting to already treat. I know they got a little push in the gimmick. Don't get me wrong. But I just think you you got to keep that whole, both those those three, uh, three girl factions of Raw and SmackDown. You know the one with Paige and then the Riot Squad. You gotta keep you gotta keep it separate right now, and it's just odd and clunky and weird that there's two female factions and of uh, of three girls. It's just weird. Like it's just I don't stay like back to back. They did this, <clears throat> you know, when they debuted both these factions. You know, but anyway, uh, Charlotte and Natalia. Uh, it was a very good match. They worked great together. The two pros. Charlotte retained her title. Uh, during the match, though, they did a tease, which I thought was kind of cool, but it could have been done better. It wasn't enough hot, hot feel of it where Carmelo was going to cash in the money in the bank, and it didn't happen. But um, I, I thought even a tease could have went better. It didn't seem important enough for me. That's just my opinion. Maybe some of you guys liked it. I, I didn't, that part. I mean, I wasn't like, oh, my God, this is horrible. This sucks. I wasn't like that mad about it. I just was like, eh. Just all right. Let let the come out get in the ring. Like she's gonna catch you. And she's holding a briefcase, and then you know it's like it just didn't. It's not enough. It's not a big spot. Like it's just not. It just didn't feel right. You know, like not big. So, uh, but the match was good. Natalia cut an interesting promo at the end. So we'll see what happens. She's basically saying, you know, you WWE uh, universe, you guys turned your back on me. I think that's what she said. Now I'm turning my back on you. So, <clears throat> so we'll see what happens with that. Maybe she's taking a break. I don't really know. Uh, maybe she's going to make a movie. I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe there's been news out there. I have no idea. Everybody in WWE is making movies. So good for them. Hope they all become movie stars. I really do. Speaking of guys making movies, I'm wondering if my man Randy Orton, RKO Jones, I wonder if he's getting a movie gimmick. Maybe he is. Because he's got the hair growing in. Like, what's going on with, uh, with Randy Orton's hair? He's got like a whole hair thing going. Like, it's kind of like, it's kind of cool. You know, so he looks taller, and he's not a short guy with hair. But um, yeah, it was interesting with that hair, man. I'm thinking, you know, maybe he's going to get a Hollywood part or something like that, and they ask him to grow his hair. And because a lot of times, you know, guys won't really change up the gimmick the way they look because that's kind of their gimmick. You know, that's how they look. You know, so. 
to see that with Randy, I thought was interesting. But um, who knows? I guess we'll see. Well, this match, you got four guys, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Randy Orton, and Shinsuke Nakamura that are four of the better guys you're going to find in the business as far as professional wrestlers, the ability to work, draw money, uh, and kick ass, take names, and just get over, you know? I I said this the other day with that podcast I dropped last week. I was not crazy that they were going to do this two-referee in the ring thing with Shane and Daniel Bryan. I told you it would be in the ring. I had a feeling they'd both be in the ring. I thought there was a slim chance someone would be outside the ring. Uh, it took up a lot of the attention. It took away from the guy's ability in the ring. It was a little corny, a little hokey. Um I did like the finish. I have to tell you, I don't know what the rest of the internet uh, world thought and uh, uh, whatever you call it, the uh, pro wrestling community online or whatever that's called. I, I don't know what they thought, but I thought it was creative. I mean, Sami Zayn won. He got a pin over Randy Orton, which is a big win for him. Uh, it was a quick count by Daniel Bryan. I thought it was creative the way they went into this because, you know, Shane pulled up on his cover, you know, because he, you know, he wanted to see the heels get fired, you know, so... And now the heels won't be fired, and you knew, everybody knew there was going to be some kind of shenanigans or something. There's been a little tension with Daniel and Shane. So I like the tension they, they and how they brought it forward, arguing over moves during the match. I just didn't like them both being in the same ring doing it, and it took away a little bit for me of you got four of these tremendous workers in the ring. You know, and it, it just, it, the attention wasn't on those guys for the most part. That part I hated. <laughs> it's got to be on the guys taking bumps, you know. So I think you could have pulled off this tension the same way with Shane in the ring as the ref and Daniel with a ref shirt outside the ring and arguing. Saying to Shane, hey, no, no, that was wrong, this and that, you know, from the floor while Shane's in the ring and Shane's looking down. No, 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 I'm referring, you know, that that you could have got that over instead of having all those big bodies in the ring, you know, and, and, and two refs. You know, it just was too much for me. It really was. I, I Like I said, though, I have to say, I did, I did like the finish. I thought it was creative. I have no problem with the finish. I did. I thought it was, and I think it's a good win for Sami Zayn. Um, definitely without a doubt. I, I definitely thought it was a good wing, a win for um, Sami Zayn. Uh, AJ versus uh, Jinder Mahal. You know, AJ, this match was excellent, by the way, guys. And it was. I'm so happy for Jinder Mahal. Um, it seems like a lot of people are buying in on him and his stock's rising. I thought maybe there was a chance he was going to win this title. That didn't happen. They kept it on AJ, uh, and the heel tapped out with the calf crusher, and I was texting back and forth with Seth, you know, the KFJ. And he was like, Seth wasn't crazy about the fact that that Jinder tapped out. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I, I said to him, too, like via text, and I have no problem with it. Like, I have no problem with the heel tapping out. I really don't, especially a heel like Jinder, because his heat, his real heat, is in two spots in no particular order. It's on the mic. Well, it is an order. I shouldn't say that. On the microphone is his first level of heat, and then his other secondary heat is with the Singh brothers, meaning how he could utilize them for heat. Therefore, you know, if he loses or taps out or something like that, I don't really have a huge problem with it because homeboy is going to keep his heat, and that's the key with the heel. Certain types of heel 
heels, if they're a killer kick-ass heel and you have them tapping out, you could hurt their heat. All right, we talked earlier about the human suplex machine, Taz, me, when I was a heel, if I was, that character had to tap out, that would have hurt. Stone Cold Steve Austin, when he was a heel, that that, would have hurt. Those type of kick-ass heels that are violent, angry heels that aren't back down, you know, old school Memphis style heels. They, you know, it, it, could, it could hurt those type heels. That's not gender. Gender has his heat in different spots. So in my professional opinion, I have zero issue with Jinder Mahal tapping out to AJ Styles for AJ to retain his title. Um, someone tweeted me. I'm trying to find a tweet. Uh, la, 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 la. They tweeted me during this match. Uh, tweeted me during this match. Bill, here it is. Bill Brixton, at Bill Brixton. He had an interesting tweet. He said, Taz, can you explain why uh, Jinder Mahal is more dominant in a match when he's not the champion and he put not in capitals? And, and you know, it's a good question. Um, I would say two things to that. In character for Jinder. Number one, if I was on commentary and there was a, a guest commentator and they said, hey, Taz, you know, why do you think Jinder's wrestling harder in this match when he's not the champ? I would say, well, because he's trying to be the champ again. He, he realized that at some point he he let his guard down. It was complacent. And he lost the match. And, you know, the, that kind of hokey work thing. Um, the shoot of it, Bill, I will tell you, is I think that Jinder is definitely a lot more comfortable in his skin as a heel worker with this character. Every time we see him, his work gets better and better as far as the flow of his match and his heat and his spots and the stuff he's doing. I told you guys I was I was buying in on this guy and his stock was rising for me from jump. Because this guy was far from some green kid. And and I think he does an excellent job. And I, and this doesn't hurt him that he tapped out. Um I would have I like him as the champ. I like him as the heater, the heel with that title. I'm a fan of him as the heel champ. I am. I love AJ, obviously. AJ's my friend. I've I've called a bunch of his matches. You guys know I love AJ, and I consider AJ a good friend of mine. So any success guys like AJ can get, I'm I'm all in, and it's well deserved and well earned. So um, you got no problem for me with AJ as a champ. But um, and by the way, uh, can we all agree that AJ busted his ass in this match? I mean. The bumps he took were just the crispness. The stuff he did was awesome. Very, very impressed. And it doesn't shock me. That's AJ. He's going over. So what does AJ do? And I'll pull the curtain back a little bit for you. AJ's going over. He's got an old school mentality. All right, I'm going to go over. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to outwork the guy and bump my ass for him and sell like crazy. When I say outwork, I don't mean it negatively. I'm going to just work my tail off and just bump, bump, bump to get this guy over because he's putting me over at the end. It's an old school wrestler's mentality that uh, hopefully is still around more than it's not. Let's put it that way. I, I, I think these guys have excellent chemistry. That's why WWE has had them work a lot with each other. Um, love the match and happy for both men. I'm sure both of those guys in the office was very happy with their performance and they were happy with their own performance. Uh, because it was very good. I, I enjoyed it. I, I hope you guys did, because I thought it was real good. Um, you know, something else, uh, uh, speaking of Twitter, um, I'm looking for this tweet. 
from someone that tweeted me uh, early as Clash of Champions started. Here it is, uh, DJ Jake Fisher. He said, uh, hey, Taz, is that green taped structure at ringside a mic, like a microphone? Seems like there's a lot of ring chatter being picked up more than usual. So, Jake, I don't know this green thing. You, I was looking. I don't know what green thing you're talking about. I'm a little, I don't know what, I, maybe I missed something. I don't know what that is, but I could tell you this much. I'll, you know, let you know the deal. Um, usually, uh, mics, uh, there's definitely a mic under the ring, uh, and sometimes they'll be in the corners too. But um, truth be told, the reason why more than usual you're saying sometimes you can hear stuff more than other, you know, Every arena is different. There's different acoustics in the arena, the way the sound is picked up, the way the sound of the bumping is, the way the sound of someone yelling off or on mic is, uh, meaning a promo with a microphone or not a microphone. Um, some arenas, the acoustic, you could hear the announcers like loud and clear, and they're on microphone, and you could hear them sometimes 10, 20 rows back if you're in, in the arena. Um, sometimes you can't hear the announcers unless you're watching at home or have a feed or something. I, every arena that I've been in, I've been in like all these buildings WWE plays. I've, I've been in them all, and I, I'm, I'm not saying that like a douche. I'm being honest. Um, they, all the acoustics in every single one of them is different. You know, I, I told the story a long time ago. I remember wrestling. The, the one uh, as far as acoustics and the, something that threw me off was uh, years ago on Raw, live on Raw, I wrestled uh, the big boss man, God rest his soul, and uh, and we wrestled at the Georgia Dome, which recently was uh, blown up. They blew it up because the Falcons are playing in a different gimmick building. They went from one huge building to another building. So they blew up the Georgia Dome just recently. And actually, truth be told, I think um, when they blew it up, you know, I don't know what they call that. These companies come and they blow up the gimmick. That was the one where the bus got in the way of the, <laughs> the world-famous blow-up scene of it. You can find it on Twitter. It's actually very funny, the Martha bus. And uh, I believe when they blew it up, like a few of the walls, the sides of the dome, didn't go down initially. They had to do it again or something like that. But anyway, my, my point about the Georgia Dome, getting off on a tangent about explosions, the point on the Georgia Dome, dome is um, that I remember wrestling Boss Man in that thing live on Raw, and I would take a bump, or as you people call it, a boink. I would take a bump, and I, it was like a, a delayed echo of the bump in the building. And oh my God, it was throwing our timing off. Like it was weird, you know. <laughs> like so. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's uh, that was just a, you know, a crazy time. But so the acoustics in every building is different. You know, that's basically the long and short of it. So. So that's the deal, guys. Listen, I hope you guys enjoyed this edition of the Taz Show, this podcast version. Um, I will be dropping a couple more pods this week. Uh, early this week, um, 99, 99.9999999% sure there'll be an announcement. Uh, and then I'll be able to talk freely with you guys and uh, about the future for 2018. So that's the dealio, guys. Thank you so much for downloading this and listening. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please spread the word of the show, guys. And I'll talk to you during the week. Uh, drop a couple more shows as we head towards the holidays. All right, guys, I'm Taz. You're not. Adios. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing Trying to stay 
I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids meal, play ball, that's all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page But these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the book